Welcome to the Access Health Radio Show this week with Dr. Brian Forrest. And Dr. Forrest, you have a special guest you'll be introducing soon. We, of course, would like to acknowledge the companies that support our program as well. Thanks to Marley Drug in Winston-Salem for supporting our show. They mail order generic medications directly to your home with free shipping, often at costs that are much lower even than the big box pharmacies. Check them out at MarleyDrug.com. If people want more information about today's show or they want to find out information about your practice, where can they find it? If listeners want to send general, non-emergent questions and possibly have their question answered on the show, they go to our website at accesshealthradio.com. They can also send an email directly to accesshealthradio at gmail.com with their contact information. Uh, Make sure you include that so we can thank you for the questions you send us. And if you'd like information about our medical practice in Apex, North Carolina, you can go to acchealth.com. That's A-C-C-H-E-A-L-T-H.com. Or you can call 919-363-0190. This week on Access Health Radio, we're pleased again to have audio prostologist Victoria Bratan back again from Down East Hearing Care Associates. And Victoria, what will you be discussing today? Today we're going to talk about different types of hearing losses, and I think that will help people understand why you need a specialist to actually assess your hearing for you and prescribe something that's more to your need. So what are the different types? Well, for one, you have normal hearing people, and then you have those who have a high-frequency hearing loss. Then you have some who have reverse hearing loss, and you have some that have flat hearing losses. So someone who has normal hearing that has problems understanding conversation, that problem is more to the brain. So that is something I normally would not fit. Some patients just need some enhancement on amplification. They actually do better when they're processing information, even though they have normal hearing. But normally, I send them to a specialist to assess that situation, and then if they feel amplification is needed, then we may look at that. A high-frequency hearing loss is more for those who are exposed to noise over a period of time. Basically, the intensity level of this volume gets so loud that it causes a hearing loss for that individual. So the person loses the consonants, they lose clarity, they lose directionality. When they're in noise, it makes it harder for them to understand. When they're in a quiet environment, it's easier for them to understand. Then you have the type of hearing loss. It's a reverse hearing loss. Most of those hearing losses are hereditary, or the person may have middle ear issues that's causing the problem. Hmm. So if they have middle ear issues, we can actually fit amplification to that conductive type of loss or reverse loss and actually send information through bone to the inner ear, which makes it easier for that person to hear and understand. Hmm. So it's a, it's a special type of design that is made for that type of person. So why do they call it reverse? Reverse because most of the time, typically you're going to see a high-frequency hearing loss because the mm-hmm. hair cells normally are damaged in the higher ends because those are the hair cells that are the outer hair cells that are exposed to noise before the inner hair, inner hair cells are. So when that hearing loss happens, then that's the common that's more common. When you see a reverse loss, that's not common. That's more of conductive losses. That's more of medication-related. Um, there's there's something happening to the ear from the inner part of the ear that's actually causing the problem, not something from environmental. 
So then you have your flat losses. Most flat losses are hereditary. It's genetic. It's going to happen to you whether you like it or not. So all we have to do is amplify that. And if we can amplify the damage to a flat loss early enough, then the person actually keeps that understanding ability. They don't end up forming what we call auditory deprivation, which is losing losing the ability to be able to hear and understand clearly. So is that more on your father's side or mother's side? Or? Yeah. Well, actually, for mine, my mother, she's hearing impaired due to hereditary. My father's hearing impairment is from industrial work. He's always been a, a manager of something that had to do with noise. Mm-hmm. So he had a high-frequency hearing loss. So their losses was just a little bit different. Hers was something she couldn't help. My dad's is something that he actually induced on himself over a period of time. Let's talk, now that you explained that, there's certain things that happen in the body and in the mind uh, that can affect hearing losses or is related to hearing loss. And I know one of those is Alzheimer's or dementia. Can you explain the connection there? Oh, yeah, they have some symptomatic type of uh, similarities between untreated hearing loss and Alzheimer's. Um, What you're looking at the person, when they have an untreated hearing loss, um, they become depressed, they have anxiety, their feelings of isolation, they start withdrawing. Well, the same thing happens to a person who has Alzheimer's. They have depression, they have basically anxiety, and they're disoriented. Uh, They don't know what's going on half the time. So... Sometimes if a physician doesn't know how to recognize that this person actually has a hearing loss, they may see this person as having Alzheimer's. Even before the diagnosis? Even before the diagnosis. And then you can have some, they actually think they have a hearing loss and they actually have Alzheimer's. So the doctor most of the time doesn't know until they actually get somebody in there and assess them and figure out what's actually going on. And if it's a hearing impairment, what we can do is just go in and correct the loss, put them back through rehabilitation, rehabilitate the brain again to recognize speech for what it is, and then get the person back on track again. Um, and and you've you, actually seen this. Oh, you? yes. I've seen the transitions happen over time. I've, I've done this for 26 years. So I see a little bit of everything that happens. And you don't think about it. You really don't think about it. You don't connect that hearing hearing impairment to anything else. But I've noticed, and I've seen this over time, those who do have Alzheimer's or have dementia, if they have a hearing impairment and you treat them and you fix that impairment and make it better for them, it's easier for you to communicate with them. Get them to do what you need for them to do. Whether it's put your pants on, let's put your shoes on, it's time to take a shower, it's time to go to bed. If anybody who's worked with Alzheimer's or dementia, they understand what I'm saying. You know, just trying to get that person to move forward in the next step of the day, you know, without being in a cycle, a constant cycle or Mm -hmm. a a circle, you know, going back into the same thing over and over again. Is that part of the deterioration when you have these mental ailments? Uh, Do you lose some hearing acuity? Not necessarily, but if the person does have a hearing loss, it makes it more difficult. It makes it much harder for you to deal with a person who's having some mental disabilities. Okay. Are there some other areas where hearing is connected to other functions in the body? Well, yes, but no. Okay. Yes, but no. Um, where it's like your five senses. You know, if your eyes are going bad, your ears become more keen, your smell is there. You know, you, you start these other senses start picking up. All right. Well, let's talk about that coming up next. Now, you're listening to Access Health Radio this week. Our featured guest is Victoria Bratan with Downey's Hearing Care Associates and Hearing Aid Urgent Care. They have offices in Nightdale at 3009 Village Park Drive in Rocky Mount. They're located at 1356 
Avenue Plaza. You can find them on the web at downeasthearingcare.com. More coming up. This is Access Health Radio on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back. This is Access Health Radio. We're focusing on hearing and hearing for the first time. That that can be an exciting thing. Ha- have you actually seen that happen before? Oh yeah, definitely. I've, I've, especially those who've gone 20, 25 years without hearing, literally not yeah. hearing around them. Um, that is amazing. But when you see a child that was born hearing impaired, never heard at all, period. And then they get a cochlear implant, and you see that face just light up. It's like, it's, it just gives you chills. It yeah, I mean, there chills. was something on YouTube this week, in fact, with a nine-year-old a sister seeing her, her two-year-old sister hearing for the first time, and the joy that came over her face and the mother's tears. I mean, that is a high-emotion event. Yes, sir, it is. If, you, if you're... If you live with a hearing impaired family, you can see the inconveniences that a hearing impairment can have on the family that is that is not hearing impaired. Um, just give you an example, as I've told you before. You know, the person's in the shower, they forget the soap, and they go to call somebody, and the person that's hearing impaired can't hear them. So mm-hmm. they have no choice to get out of that shower and go get that soap, you know? If the person's going out the door and they could be in danger— Something's happening, and they're trying to holler at this person or yell at this person. Excuse me, holler, country girl. Right. Um, and, and they're yelling at this person, and they can't get their attention because they're deaf. They can't hear. or And it's, it causes issues. It does over time. But you can learn to deal with it. You can learn the, the tricks of the trade of working with a person who's hearing impaired. You know, when you when, before you talk to them, you get their attention in some shape or form. Then you tell them the subject of what you want to talk about, and then you explain what you want to talk about. Yeah, yeah, we, so it's a little different than you and I. We just start talking, and we know what's going on. With a hearing impaired person, you've got to get their attention first. And a lot of times, I imagine they're very embarrassed, the fact that they, they can't hear as well as they did 10, 20 years ago. And they say they hear things, and they really don't. That's uh, correct. Do you find that happen? Yes, sir. Um, the men are the worst when it comes to that. And I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to discriminate here, okay? <laughs> but men are the worst at that. Um, most of the time, women, they're going to go to the doctor, or they're going to go to a specialist, and they're going to get help. They're going to do what they need to do if they can afford to do it. They're going to do it. Uh, the man is going to put it off and off and off, and so I wait to it. I can't hear anymore. Well, if you get to that point, then I can't hear you. I can't help you. I can't do what I need to do for you. So for the, for the patient that's hearing impaired, we look at, do you still have workable hearing? Are your thresholds at a level that you hear all of the sounds that are necessary in order to form speech? And what you'll find, a majority of the men that come to you that's had a hearing impairment for 20, 25 years, half of their hearing's gone. The higher hair cells are gone. They don't function anymore. They won't stand up. There's dead regions. But they got the lower frequency, so they can hear horn blow. They can hear somebody knock on the door. They can hear where they're in quiet environment, but they have to look at you to understand what you're saying. You know, and that's preventable. You can you can keep from that happening by protecting your ears from loud sounds. And then once loud sounds damage the ears, then you're going to have to go with a hearing instrument. So which would you rather do? You know, hearing solutions, get the ear protection, protect it, or end up later getting hearing aid. Yeah, I mean, that's with, with normal hearing, is it's kind of hard to figure out exactly what they are actually hearing inside their head. Things like music. I mean, it, it almost sounds like music just kind of turns to just, just 
raw noise and mush. That is correct. Yes, sir. Um, we have a simulator in our office, so we can put an audiogram in and let the the third party that's with that person see how a normal hearing person would hear this and then simulate their hearing loss. Really? And it's huge. I mean, it's huge. Um, it helps people understand. We try to make make the third party understand when you're dealing with the hearing impaired person in your in your family it's a family issue it's not the person themselves that has the hearing loss issue so we try to educate we try to show you this is what you need to do and this is how you do it and this is why you would do it and this is the reasonings behind it because like me i'm a person you tell me something and i don't understand i need to understand it before i'll move forward with you Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm the same way with my patients and, and their rehabilitation partner. You know, what's important to you? What do you desire? Do you want to hear more of your granddaughter and your grandson when they come over? Is your job in jeopardy because you're not understanding the numbers? Is your job in jeopardy because you're not able to understand your patients or understand the people around you or your customers around you? That's not good. You won't lose your job because you can't hear, even though they're not supposed to discriminate. You still can lose your job. So the thing is that I look at is what's important to you, and then what do I need to do to help you? You know, a patient comes in and says, my, my wife made me come in here today. Okay, where's your wife? Let's sit down let's talk about mm-hmm. this. Yeah. You know, if she feels it's an issue, we need to do it together as a whole. Because she's going to ask questions that he may not even think of because he came in because somebody else pushed him to come in the door. She might be asking the right questions to help him understand what's happening with him. You know, and maybe it's not a hearing loss. Maybe his ears are impacted with wax. And we see that a lot. Mm. Patient comes in. I've got a hearing loss in my left ear. Well, how long have you had your hearing loss? Two days. Okay. Most likely it's going to be wax. (laughs) (laughs) So it does depend on the individual. Um, Most women are motivated. They're going to do the right things for themselves. They want to be healthy. They're the product, I would say not say the productive, but they're the ones that help balance out the family. They're the glue of the family. So they need to know what's going on. So they most likely will take better care of themselves than the man that works really hard, goes out, works every day, comes home and lays, lays down and is ready to go to sleep. You know, um, but it's the two different worlds. It's two different worlds when it comes to a man and a woman when it comes to the hearing loss. A uh, woman wants to hear the family man wants to hear the ducks or they want to hear the deer when they're hunting or, you know, it's, it's a different kind of apple there. All right. Well, we're going to talk about some different levels of hearing loss uh, coming up. You're listening to Access Health Radio. Our feature guest this week is Victoria Patan with Downey's Hearing Care Associates and Hearing Aid Urgent Care. They have offices in Nightdale at 3009 Village Park Drive and at Rocky Mount at 1356 Benvenu Plaza. Find them on the web easily at downeasthearingcare.com. You're tuned to Access Health Radio on News Radio 680 WPTF. Welcome back to Access Health Radio. Our featured guest again is Victoria Pratan with Downey's Hearing Care Associates. And uh, Victoria, we've learned a lot today about how uh, the mind and the body uh, work together, but you have to have the technology working right. Is there some maintenance involved? Yes, sir. There is maintenance. Um, what we actually do is we try to teach our patients how to care for their product, proper use of their product, how to store their product. Um, back in the day, in the batteries with these analog 
linear products, which are straight amplifiers, they had mercury in their batteries. And people would actually put the batteries in the refrigerator or they'd keep it in a cool place, which would make the battery last longer. Well, we find that a lot of patients are taking their batteries and putting them in the refrigerator now, and that's not the best thing to do. Their batteries are actually dead by the time they try to use them, or at least half of them are dead. The batteries that are used now in hearing instruments are called air-zinc batteries. That there's, They're mercury-free. So when they actually activate their battery by removing the tab off the back of it, when the air hits those cells, it activates the cell. Well, if you put it in the refrigerator, the moisture gets up under that tab and actually pops that tab up off of that cell. And then when you go to use it, it's no good. So we do try to ask patients, take your, take your batteries out of the kitchen. Take them out of the bathroom. Put them in a sock drawer. Put them next to your bed. But do not put them in areas where moisture is generated or, or either if you have extreme heat or extreme cold. There's going to be some problems with your batteries when you try to use them. Um, same thing with your hearing aids. Do not leave your hearing aids in the kitchen. Do not leave your hearing aids in the bathroom. Do not leave your hearing aids sitting out for your animals to eat them. Uh, if your battery... <laughs> I'm serious. If You've you, seen this. I'm serious. If the battery is left in side of that hearing instrument and that instrument's making a sound and the animal can hear that sound they're going to hear sounds we don't hear and they will try to eat it they will try to take it out <laughs> and it happens quite a bit so we try to educate people what to do with their product what not to do with their product same as cleaning your hearing instrument about every day and you don't want to clean it at nighttime because it's wet and gooey and you go to clean it all that wet and goo gets down into the receiver or the microphone of your product and then you end up causing an issue and then we have to do deep cleaning on the product which we don't mind doing mm-hmm. it's just we don't want to inconvenience you you know, for you want to go about your day and not have to worry about it. So if you keep it clean, you want to clean it in the morning. So you take them out at night. Yeah, you take them out at night. Now some patients will sleep with their hearing aids in all day, all night, and all day. Problem? Yes, uh, it can be over a period of time. You yeah. don't want to leave something in your ear twenty four seven. The ear is meant to breathe; it needs to breathe. You leave something in there all the time, you're causing problems, bacteria, things growing. You really don't want growing. So those are the things that we try to educate our patients. If you're going to wear them all night, when you get up the next day, go ahead and take them out for a few hours. If you only want to take one out for four hours, then put that back in, put the other one in. That's up to you. But you need your ears to at least dry out within a four-hour period. All right. If somebody wants to follow up with you, uh, can they email you with specific questions? Yes, they can. Downeasthearing at yahoo.com. And you can uh, see Victoria Bretan. Uh, she is an audio prestologist for Downey's Hearing Care Associates and Hearing Aid Urgent Care in Nightdale at 3009 Village Park Drive from Rocky Mount at 1356 Bevenue Plaza. We'll see you again in a couple weeks. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Have a blessed day. By the way, if you have a question for Dr. Forrest, you can email him at accesshealthradio at gmail.com and uh, find out more about his practice in Apex. Go to acchealth.com or call 919-363-0190. That's about all the time we have for today, Dr. Forrest. It does conclude our show for the day, and our scripture today is from Revelation three fifteen through 16. I know your works. You are neither cold nor hot. Would that you were either cold or hot. So because you are lukewarm and neither hot nor cold, I will spit you out of my mouth. Thanks for listening to the Access Health Radio Show, and we look forward to joining you again next Sunday at 4 p.m. Until then, God bless your health.